Welcome into the Football Kingdom podcast, a weekly podcast bringing you all the news, highlights, and analysis from each week in the NFL. It is training camp, and we're here to bring you everything you need to know for the upcoming season. And this episode, we're going to start with the AFC. He's Tyler Mallon. I'm Brandon Johnson. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start with the AFC West. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm great. AFC West has your Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. San Diego, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and Denver Broncos. Okay, so let's start with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They're looking to run it back this season. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones should be there. He's in a little bit of a contract situation. Um, It came out today that they don't know if he's going to be there, but they're confident that they'll get a deal done with him. If you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs roster, um, one thing kind of stands out, and it's the wide receiver core. And... They don't really have a number one. In fact, if you look at the depth chart right now, Kadarius Tony is listed as their number one on ESPN. Tyler, what are your concerns with the wide receivers in Kansas City? None. I see Kadarius Tony taking over. Obviously. Uh you know, the injury history is going to be talked about until the day he dies, I think. It's all people, any anytime somebody talks about him, that's what they say. And I'm like, he stays healthy. I think he's one of the best players on the field for them. Honestly, Travis Kelsey is your wide receiver one and probably will be until he retires, but... I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't really matter who he's throwing to. He's made Justin Watson look as good as, you know, say Juju did or, you know, any other kind of journeyman wide receiver. He's been a deep threat. You know, whatever Tyreek Hill left last year, Watson's down the middle, you know, these huge bombs down the side. So I really see, you know, Mahomes doing his thing and, making all these guys look good. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that the Kadarius Tony injury history, while it does need to be talked about, I do think that it gets overblown a little bit. Uh, We already saw last season in the postseason that he was very important. He made a couple of key plays in the Super Bowl victory. Uh, I think, honestly, with Kadarius Tony, we need to see a little bit of maturity from him as far as just kind of Social media antics um, goes back and forth with uh, Giants fans a lot. And I think that somebody needs to get with him and, you know, tell him to let it go. And, hey, you're with the Kansas City Chiefs. Giants are the past. Don't worry about them. Move on. I Um, think. I mean, I saw that and I thought it was fine. Because he's, I think he was mostly replying to a lot of people basically trash-talking like what the Giants 
uh you know some of the radio commentators are like still talking about how they don't need him and he just won a super bowl it's like guys let it go move on he's not on your team anymore and uh yeah and honestly they made a terrible trade uh letting him go and they just keep trying to convince themselves like hey he's gonna get hurt and he's not gonna be that great and they're really just crying themselves to sleep with like yeah maybe we shouldn't have maybe let him go for you know almost nothing but i don't know i think the social media stuff like he's gonna do his thing they all kind of do but i i thought this recent stuff was innocent enough he's gonna clap back at, at things but i think that's mostly what it was was clapping back he wasn't necessarily going out and starting a fight i guess yeah, that's fair. Uh, I wanna I wanna talk about Sky Moore for a second. Obviously, he was a rookie last season, had a little bit of growing pains. Uh, found out that maybe being a punt returner or being on special teams at all <laughs> wasn't really his gig. Uh, I think if the Chiefs use him specifically as a wide receiver this year, I think that we can see him take a really huge step forward in his sophomore season. Yeah, and again, he's gonna only get better um you know just found out like mccall hardman is out of the picture signed with the jets so even less of like rookie type players not that mccall hardman i mean he's like five years in or something but there's just more openings for him because we've seen him be that mccall hardman type player where he's running the end arounds in the backfield stuff and can still be kind of a slot guy sometimes little simple you know slant routes and things like that which is where i see him he's a small dude he can run really quick routes and yeah i think he could absolutely kind of make the leap as it were okay let's move on to the chief's offensive line still have joe tooney at left guard creed is good humphrey at center trey smith uh two new additions to the line Left tackle Donovan Smith and big signing of former Jaguar Jawan Taylor. I know Jawan Taylor was a solid player for Jacksonville. And Chiefs brought him in. Uh, initially, it sounded like they were going to bring him in and try to replace Orlando Brown, who left and assigned with Cincinnati in the offseason. But I don't know if they're going to do that with having Donovan Smith on the roster now. Right. So that's kind of the offense. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, which yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we have not even talked about yet. Isaiah Pacheco, who chief seventh round pick last season, he was a rookie and he ended up being a highlight to the season. And he overtook Clyde Edwards Hilaire, mostly due to health issues, but Isaiah Pacheco kind of sees the moment and he's the starter heading into 2023. They also brought back Jarek McKinnon. I'm happy with the running backs. Uh, yeah. So I, I've never seen anybody run like Pacheco does like the definition of an angry run. The dude just comes out, gets up, you know, he takes a huge hit, knocks down, stands up. I think it was probably Barry Sanders. Or somebody who said you never let them see them see that you're hurt. You know, take a huge hit, you get up, 
go to the sideline. Maybe then, you know, show some pain over there. But this guy, uh, he never stops. He has so much energy. Just watching him is exhausting. And the other team, you know, they can't stop the guy. They finally get him to the ground, and he's up before they're even, you know, attempting to stand up. Uh, I love the guy, you know, the way he plays. Jarek McKinnon is, you know, out of nowhere. He's getting, what, 10 touchdowns in a row or 10 yeah, touchdowns? Yeah, 10 games in, in a row or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, that was awesome to see him kind of have a resurgence. I remember when they picked him up, I'm like, this guy could be really good. And they actually turned a, you know, somebody else's player around, and that was good to see. I really don't know what they're going to do with Clyde Edwards Lair. You know, that's, he was a healthy scratch, I believe, for the Super Bowl because they didn't really need him. Yeah, you know, he hasn't really played that well. He hasn't added to the team, you know, especially with these two guys going off. So, what do you think about Hilaire? Uh, I think it sounds like there's some. Uh, Pacheco had an off-season surgery, and so he's. It's questionable if he's going to even do much the first week of camp. So I actually think you're going to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire get a lot of the reps, kind of this first week of camp, uh, which is good for him. Uh, to kind of get back in there. But I like him if he does just very little. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. They're not going to cut They're not going to cut him. They're, they're not going to cut him. He's going to play out his, his uh, last year and some, you know, maybe somebody else will sign him. But he's not going to make an impact. It's going to be Pacheco and McKinnon. And sometimes Edward Zolaire sprinkled in there. So just uh, uh, unfortunately, a first round pick that didn't work out. Chiefs defense. Couple of uh, subtractions, notable subtractions. Frank Clark and uh, Juan Thornhill gone. So it leaves uh, the door open for a George Karloftis. So Karloftis. Trent McDuffie, both are going to be in their second year. Trent McDuffie was fantastic last season. Yeah. Justin Reed. Justin Reed's back. And you have your linebackers, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. I love, I love Nick Bolton. I think he's one of the best linebackers in the league. Middle linebackers in the league. And I hope the Chiefs pay him. I think we all do. The <laughs> dude is so much fun to watch. Uh, clearly the leader of the defense. I mean, you could say Chris Jones is up there as well, but uh, he just Nick Bolton is the impact player on that defense. I mean, how many times did we see him make game-changing plays all season? Especially in the Super Bowl, where he's scooping up, you know, scooping scores. So, yep, the guy is kind of MVP of the defense, quite honestly. And uh, they'd be crazy not. And that's that's something gets into maybe a deeper discussion on another episode. But yeah, that's Chiefs have never had like her well in a long time. It's been a while since we had some you know solid linebackers. So this is it's great to have an equal. Uh, set of linebackers 
Do you mention Drew Tranquil earlier? Because let's talk about him. I haven't yet. Go ahead. Well, I, all I've heard is how amazing he is uh, or was on the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy, yeah, is I've seen him a lot on social media, how excited he is to play for the Chiefs. And, of course, he's talking up how much he just is in awe of Mahomes and stuff. He's never been able to just watch him in practice. And that's something new to him, but I've heard nothing but great things about him. Um, haven't been tape dogging or anything like that, but uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what he brings with him and Nick Bolton. Though I can only imagine like that's going to be huge for us. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be great. I, my hope for the defense this season is uh, they're kind of notorious. I I think they're a serviceable defense, but they're kind of notorious for getting off to a slow start. I would love to see them just hit the ground running and just be, you know, fantastic all season long. So, and again, this might not be for this episode, but I have a theory about the defense. The Chiefs defense is specifically where, um, who's uh, the DC? Can't remember his name right now. Uh, Steve Spagnolo. Spagnolo. Spags. Yeah. I have this theory that he tells his team he tell to, him to chill for eight weeks no no <laughs> to basically bend but don't break there's another term for it but almost not uh, kind of a prevent defense where it's like you don't give up big plays and you don't get yourself hurt let's stay healthy i've seen him do this for like two years or three years and i'm I think your, I'm correct, or do you no, know what I'm talking about? Your, your theory is correct, because I do think that the Chiefs, as far as yards go, I think they give up the most yards, or they're up there. But as far as points go, they're pretty good. Yeah. So I that makes sense. Well, I just, I see so often where you're like, light this dude up, you know, go get a hit, and they don't. But they another thing that drives me crazy is that they won't just go and gang tackle somebody. Like, the first guy needs to not miss. So they will try to go for the hit and miss. I don't know. It, it goes into a deeper discussion, but I, I do. I think it's very interesting that you see them play very similar styles every year, but it's under Spagnolo, where they're like, yeah, all we need to do, keep our starters healthy, and we got Maho. All we got to do is kind of back him up. And the rest will fall into place, which I think it's sad. It has so. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's the defending Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah. Let's move on to runner-up in the AFC West. Your not your, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. <laughs> Uh, the Chargers are interesting to me because I think they have a really solid roster. I think Justin Herbert is pretty good. I do think he gets a little overrated. I think, though, that their problem is their head coach, Brandon Staley. I think this is going to be a very important year for the Chargers and Brandon Staley. I think it's make or break for them. They finally made the playoffs as a wildcard team last year, and they went to Jacksonville. We're up 28 to nothing. We all know what happened. 
Yeah. They went home. They blew one of the biggest leads in NFL history. And, oh, they still play in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs, who aren't going anywhere. So, you know, a lot of people like to play this game where they pick the Los Angeles Chargers as (laughs) AFC West champions. They never learn. And they never learn. And they're already doing it this year. And I think they'll be a good team. I think they'll be interesting. They'll pr- they might make the playoffs, but they are still, they're not on the Chiefs level. No. And it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if how close Staley is to, you know, he has to win. I think, I think it's this year. They, I mean, they really? had, they had one of the worst, uh, they fired their offensive coordinator last season. And I think it's, hey, you got to figure it out this year because, you know, he in uh, you could make an argument. I think it was two seasons ago that the Chargers. Maybe could have won the division like they wouldn't have, but that would have been their best chance. But they just got beat by their recklessness and play calling. And I think he needs to rein it in. And, you know, you can't really mess around. You don't you don't have a lot of room for error in the AFC West. So, yeah, I think this is an important year for them. Yeah, it's keep talking about the record is uh, we'll get into this, but I don't see a lot of wiggle room this year. You know, I've been hearing a lot about, I mean, we'll talk about the Jets are going to be better. You know, Pittsburgh might be a little bit better. Um, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of wiggle room for squeezing into a, a wild card, you know, as much now. So, yeah, that might be very thin margin for error because they're not going to get through the AFC West. Uh, they're going to have to be looking at wild card. And yeah, I think there's a lot more teams that have a little bit better chance to uh, take up those wild card spots. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I really like, uh, I like their skill position players. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, man. <laughs> oh, just a, like a jump ball type of guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great receiver. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler and the Chargers had an interesting offseason. There was a point where Eckler uh, asked for a trade. He was not granted that trade. He's still here. So I'll be kind of interested to see what his motivation is this season. He's clearly a good running back. I think he's amazing. He's second only to Herbert, in my opinion. I think he's... I mean, he had... He was like you know, like 70% of their offense. I mean, I would watch their games uh, like before or after a Chiefs game or whatever. And I mean, the dude is just most of their offense and he deserves it. He is absolutely uh, can play every position back there. You hand it to him, throw it to him. He's got it. Um, Just a playmaker. 
But yeah, Keenan Allen, if he can stay healthy. Mike Williams, same thing. Jalen Guyton is going to be, you know, catching deep bombs every now and again. So, sure. yeah, they yeah. can still be super dangerous. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, that's what I really like their roster. I like yeah. the roster. You flip over their defense. Sebastian Joseph Day, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel. Like They have just solid players everywhere you look. So, right. you know, they really, uh, a healthy Los Angeles Chargers, in theory, could be really dangerous. With all that being said, I just, I think this division still, and the AFC, and the NFL, still runs through Kansas City. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's do the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and we, and you know, we don't have to spend a ton of time on them because I think you and I will both agree that this is just this season. They're in a very weird spot as a franchise. Yeah. You know, very, very strange. Yeah. They, they signed, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo this off season. He's already hurt. Not even sure if he's going to play this season. They drafted, they they brought in Brian Hoyer. If you look at this roster, you might confuse it with like a 2017 uh, Patriots roster. So, but they brought in Brian Hoyer. They also drafted Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. I mean, Garoppolo can't play. Brian Hoyer, you know, you might as well just put Aiden O'Connell under center and let the rookie give it a try. Right. It just depends on what your goals are this season. Because they're they're the probably the fourth team in the AFC West. Um, all things considered. We'll we'll talk more about that and see where we land, where where you and I stand on the Denver Broncos here in a second. But nobody excites me. Josh Jacobs. Love Josh Jacobs. Uh Devontae Adams, but who's it? I think for Devonta Adams, who's throwing to him, he's a fantastic receiver, no doubt about that. But you know, I mean, he's one of the best receivers ever, quite honestly. But he he can. I don't even. I don't even think he can really carry this team even a little bit. You know, well, or cover up some blemishes. Like he is that sure. good, but I don't think he's that good. <laughs> well, we learned we team. learned we learned last season that a wide receiver, an elite wide receiver, does not really make or break your team. And I know that a lot of that probably does have to does depend on your quarterback. But remember what the chief, what people were saying about the Chiefs. Oh, they lost Tyree Kill. Their offense is going to stink. Yeah, and they were pushing that narrative like four weeks into the season still, mm-hmm. and. They talked about the Raiders. Oh, they brought in Devontae Adams. And, well, he had he had a really good season. But, again, a wide receiver is not a quarterback. You have Derek Carr throwing to you. And I think that Derek Carr is probably one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the league. In fact, now that he's in the NFC, he's probably one of the five best NFC QBs. So, right. you know, but that's a low bar over there. On defense, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> that's where I was going. <laughs> uh, on defense, Max Crosby, phenomenal defensive end. Yeah. Mad, mad respect. Yeah. Chandler Jones. You, I, I, I keep looking at these defensive ends, and I remember last season that 
everybody in the West loaded up on the ends. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. Didn't make much of a difference. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> but they have a great kicker, Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson. There we go. There's <laughs> something I can say about the Raiders. Uh, nice. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a long season in Vegas, though. Yeah. Uh, and that's not any Raiders hate. That's just the reality of where they're at as a franchise. Denver. Denver Broncos. The Russell Wilson Denver Broncos. I'll be honest with you. I was fooled last season. So in 2021, the Denver Broncos went seven and 10 with Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke. And I thought, oh, they brought in Russell Wilson. And I think everybody really thought uh, last season, the AFC West was going to be really tight. And maybe the winner of this division wins 11 games in 2022. And I was kind of on that train for a little bit. I thought, oh, they brought in Russell Wilson he can probably flip their record to 10 and seven and maybe they have an outside shot at a wild card. And boy, was I wrong. I don't think <laughs> that the Broncos season could have gone any worse. They had you, you knew from that Monday night football game in Seattle that their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett was not the guy. You, you knew it night one. You're like, Ooh, that is, that is not good. And he didn't even make it one season. He didn't make it an entire season before they let him go. Now he, he was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, he, he was mistake he was, after mistake. Yeah. In over his head. Right. To put it nicely. Now again, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion. And not three years ago, he was in the MVP talks. So it wasn't crazy for the Broncos to bring him in. Uh, but I think we learned a lot about Russell Wilson as a person last season. Uh, he had, you know, his own guys coming in. He had his own office, wasn't spending a ton of time with the team. And Broncos had a pretty bad time. And this season, they brought in Sean Payton to be their head coach. And I think that Sean Payton will help move the Broncos in the right direction. I don't think that Sean Payton is going to miraculously make this team a division tender, contender or a playoff contender. Yeah, I'm... I'm unsure about him. I think he's the only thing that makes them interesting. Um, but yeah, the Russell Wilson having an office thing was eye-opening. That again goes back to Hackett and leadership. That should have never happened. Give me a break there. But again, that it goes to show the kind of person that Russell Wilson is and like how moving forward now, how can he lead a locker room? Like with knowing that type of personality that he is you know i feel like you would lose tons of confidence i was never really sold on wilson at all last year i felt like i was the only person you know now you know we're on this podcast i'll, I'll definitely have my takes out there and and put them on tape as it were so 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I just was never sold on Wilson going to the, the Broncos. I didn't think it was really going to work. I think he can still play, but I don't know. I think a lot of locker room stuff is pretty important. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. They apparently have Marquez Callaway. He's got some weapons to throw to. And you do have, um, you know, as you said, uh, Sean Payton. So he can get things done with that kind of team set up or that, that core wide receiver group. So they might actually pull out, well, more than five wins than they did last year. Yeah, um, I think I think the the only path is up for Denver this season. I think if they're worse... If they're worse this season than they were last year, I don't I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> has to be. Uh defensively, they signed Frank Clark and you and I know Frank Clark is I don't want to say he's dormant during the regular season, but he just chills. He's productive. That's... He's productive. But yeah, that's really not inaccurate. He, he really uh he really comes alive in the playoffs, obviously. He's been a, a key reason for both of the Chiefs' recent Super Bowl trophies. And right. uh, I don't know if he's going to get to have that luxury in Denver. Not for a while, if that's the case. <laughs> Not for a while. I, I think, for me, in Denver, the one interesting player on defense is Patrick Sertan II. Mm-hmm. I would make an argument he's the best corner in the league. And uh, he's young, so we're going to be watching him for a while. I'm right. excited that he's in our division because it's be a fun challenge. That, unless you have anything else to add there, that is the AFC West. Okay. And uh, let's, let's go ahead and pick uh, AFC West champions, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Obviously. Okay. I didn't think we needed to do a whole lot no. of debate for that. No. Okay, give me give me uh do the Chiefs go six and oh. I mean what'd they have last year? They went six and oh. Yeah, why not? Six and oh. <laughs> Until okay. it actually happens and somebody beats this team in their own division. I'm going to say five and one because there's going to be a game where something stupid happens and it's a division. So you really never know. Yeah. But, the Raiders have even done that before. So why not? <laughs> the Raiders almost did it last year. <laughs> they did. Okay. AFC East. AFC East honestly is one of the most interesting divisions coming into 2023 i it's actually going to be one of my favorites to track this season for obvious yeah. reasons um you have the new york jets who traded for aaron Rodgers. you have the buffalo bills who i still think have one of the best rosters in the league then you have the the miami dolphins who are, in my opinion, a healthy Tua 
from being great and giving the Bills uh, a run for their money this season. And I think the Patriots are just happy to be here. I think I think Bill Belichick's time uh, might have might be running out. And I think it's appropriate that we just go ahead and start with the Patriots and kind of look at what's going on with them. Mac Jones, <laughs> there's just nothing exciting. There's nothing exciting about the Patriots. I'm sorry. When you have everything else going on in that division and they have Mac Jones, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what's your what's your take on the Patriots this season? <laughs> I mean, it's like, is Bill Belichick living like 20 years ago? I guess is like, what is he trying to tell us with this roster? Because Mac Jones, yeah, he's a serviceable guy. I don't, all I've heard is Belichick never really wanted Mac Jones and he'd rather start Bailey Zappi, but Mac Jones is clearly the better quarterback of the two. And I don't know. It, it's very strange. It, it feels like that whole relationship has been over between uh, him and, uh, the owner, of course, can't remember his name, uh, but Robert Kraft. You know, and I all I've heard is just dissent between the two. The no, nobody can agree. Robert Kraft wants Mac Jones, and Bill Belichick wants to do Bill Belichick things. And I don't know. I just I don't really see, like you said, a whole lot going on with this team. They got they picked up Juju from the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't really Ju- see a whole lot of other wide yeah. receiver options there. Juju got there his money. And... That's what happened there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be, this season is, it's not about the New England Patriots this season. With that being said, let's let's look at the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I will be honest with you, last season, the first half of the year, I was kind of terrified of them. I'm like, do we need to worry about them? Because uh, they were mm-hmm. they were flying. They have Tua, who has been cleared to play. And I honestly think if he's healthy, you're going to have. You're going to have a really tight AFC East race. Obviously, they have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, just speed. <laughs> Very fast skill position players. Yeah, and as they proved, just like the Chiefs did when Tyreek was on their team, that speed kills. And they also have Raheem Mostert, <laughs> who is always great. And they have a lot of options. It really comes down to if Tua can stay on the field and play smart. You know, honestly, his coach, uh, Mike McDaniel is kind of a weird genius kind of a guy but he is very goofy i like him i think he is kind of on genius levels but he's made some pretty poor choices possibly with tua you know allegedly it's you know all the the uh the head injuries are concerning but i think this year we'll hopefully finally figure out who Tua is in a full season 
and what the Dolphins can be, and that could be yeah. uh, very scary. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. New York Jets. Oh, the New York Jets. The <laughs> New York Jets had quarterback issues last season, and it seems uh, it seems like they've addressed those for this season. They brought in one Aaron Rodgers and first ballot Hall of Famer. I think automatically you have to start talking about the Jets as real contenders. The wide receiver core is interesting. Garrett Wilson and then fellow Packer Alan Lazard. Uh, and then McCole Hardman, who, you know, McCole Hardman with the Chiefs, I think just never found an identity in Kansas City, so maybe that'll happen in New York. Oh, and they have Randall Cobb, so I guess it's the Packers East out there. When did they get Cobb? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I found out today that they got Nicole Hardman. I was like, okay. Not going to be on the team, and he's also got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, you, Alan Lazard, yeah. Garrett Wilson. Which if, uh, if Mahomes isn't it's, throwing to you, Rodgers is a good guy to have throwing to you. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's gonna be just fine. Both of them, him and yeah. Rodgers, honestly. Um, and honest, I don't understand why they kept Zach Wilson. I guess like, hey, maybe he's gonna learn from Rodgers. Let's hope he plays for maybe. two seasons. I think that's what they yeah. signed him for. You know, it's kind of make or break. Like they, it's a very strange spot to be in as a Jets fan, because <laughs> you're saying, okay, well, we got Aaron Rodgers, but for how long? How is he still gonna pull? You know, yeah. the deep bombs out of his pocket sure, like yeah. he's always done and save your games. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm sure you're getting to it. But their defense is also like insane. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have a they have a pretty solid defense. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner is, you know, in my opinion, huge name. Had a great rookie season. Quinn Williams, Quinn Williams just got a new deal, which should impact Chris Jones's deal. Yeah, yeah. From what I hear, I think uh, I think that was kind of what they were waiting on was I think that might be what the Chiefs are waiting on, rather. And I think you kind of know what the market is now for a defensive tackle. So we'll see what happens with Chris Jones. The Jets are interesting because they're very win now. They, they have a, and I think they have an incredibly small window to get it done. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think keeping Zach Wilson, it's not going to hurt anything. Unless Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury, then you're like, oh, right back where we started. But Zach Wilson clearly had some growth issues. Um, there was a very glaring press conference, post-game press conference, rather, where he just did not take any sort of accountability for their loss. And I think everybody knows in the NFL, quarterback is praised for the success and blamed for the failures. And you got to have thick skin. And again, behind Aaron Rodgers, 
it's a good guy to learn from. Moving on to Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills had a very interesting season. They were kind of went through some ups and downs. I think they were fatigued at the end of 2022. They had obviously what happened to DeMar Hamlin late in the season against the Bengals. I think that affected them more than we probably realized that it did. Um, Because I don't necessarily want to say that they flamed out, but they just weren't the same in the second half of the season. And I think that it's possible. I think Josh Allen was maybe a little more hurt than we thought. And I mean, the guy's kind of having to do everything. They don't, they don't really, he's the running game. He's the passing game. He's ever, he, the offense just runs through him, which is fine to a certain extent, but I think they need a solid running game. So wide receivers are great. They have Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. And I, I kind of think that they're still the team to beat in the East. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I've always seen them. Like Josh Allen is their running game. It essentially doesn't exist without him. And as good as he is, I'm like, it's just, it's too much of a risk because he is so good. That should be more of like just a backup weapon of like, okay, the play is over. I'm going to now get a first down with my legs. I don't know. I like they just kind of just run plays to Josh Allen where yeah. he's running. And to me, I don't know. They clearly know what they're doing. He hasn't really gotten hurt, but he's gotten banged up quite a bit. I think he banged up his hand or something or a shoulder when he was yeah, thrown. Yeah, yeah. He was getting hit. You know, that wasn't a running play. So he's clearly, you know, pretty tough, but I don't know. Like he's, you kind of only have him. If he's gone, what do you really have? So that's, yeah, Stefan Diggs, the whole thing, the offseason stuff, I don't, I don't buy it. They're, they're all like, well, it's not a big deal. It's like, clearly it's a <laughs> huge deal. Stefan would not be talking all this trash if he wasn't, if he was totally cool with yeah. the, the whole team. You don't see teams who are, you know, successful and all gelling have this kind of yeah. distraction. Yeah, so, I, I agree with you. I think I know I said the New York Jets are kind of win now, but I think of all the teams in the AFC, in the AFC, I think the Bills are Super Bowl or bust because I do think there is a fracture that's starting, and I think that their window is more closed than it is open. Yeah, that's interesting too because they just re-signed their. Their GM and the and yeah, Sean McDermott yeah, or something. Them. I want to say they extended them through 2027. Right. So they're like, okay, we're putting you two together. But so I'm not, I don't see anybody getting fired anytime soon. But they're, they're going to be close to rebuilding when you're got Josh Allen in his prime. That's, yeah, that's yeah. not, that's bad news. Yeah. Their defense is also really good. Von Miller will be back mid-season, maybe a little sooner. Okay. And 
Von Miller is essentially the reason that the Chiefs lost to them last year. But yeah, Tredavious White. Micah, Micah Hyde. Hyde. Tyler Bass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the Bills. I like those kickers. <laughs> I like the Bills. I still think that they are the team to beat. I think it's easy. I think it's easy to buy into the Jets hype with bringing in Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's a little bit disrespectful to kind of what the Bills have done. Is their roster is really not that much different than it was last year, and they were fighting for the one seed all the way up to the end yeah. of the season. And Aaron Rodgers missed the playoffs in Green Bay. So bringing him to the Jets doesn't actually really guarantee them anything other than he is a significant upgrade at QB than what they had in 2022. But that is, that's the AFC East. Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, win that division. I think you said you agree. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's good. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think that it's. I don't think. You know I, I mean? think it'll be by one game. I don't think they're gonna win by. I don't think they're gonna go fourteen and three this year. Okay. Yeah. I think I think the Bills could win. Um, I think they win twelve games. Yeah. Right. But I also think that the Jets, if they had Aaron Rodgers. They're their wild card at the very Oh yeah. Least. I think that uh like that's how close yeah, the I Jets think three are. teams. I, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they were that good with freaking Zach Wilson, who could not get mm-hmm. out of his own way. Like, and that's why I'm like he I don't know why he's still on the team, but uh yeah. I think it's Bills. Yeah, definitely Bills. I I, I think that three teams can come out of the AFC East for the playoffs. So that's how stacked I I think it's going to be. But yeah, moving on to let's do do the South and let's let's do the South and then we'll close this episode on the AFC North. Because I think that the, the the North is more intriguing to me. AFC South 2022. Cinderella story, Jacksonville Jaguars went on a run, started the season horribly and went on a run in the second half and took it down to the final game against the Tennessee Titans and won the division. And then in the postseason mounted one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history, uh, overcoming a 28 point deficit against the Chargers Two advance to the division round and lose to the Kansas city chiefs. Even after knocking Patrick Mahomes ankle off his foot, off his leg, but there we go. Which felt deliberate. <laughs> so we won't talk about Trevor that. Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Doug Peterson. I think they are a good marriage and I really think that this division is pretty weak, probably the weakest among the four divisions in the AFC. Listen, Trevor Lawrence had a great year last season, 25 touchdowns. He had less than 10 picks. And 
and Doug Peterson, Super Bowl champion winning coach. Uh, things kind of went south with him in Philly, but came back and it's kind of a little bit of a redemption story. He's throwing Travis Etienne, pretty fun running back, Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley's back after his suspension for gambling. We'll see what he has. Uh, it's hard to not play for a season and then come back and be as effective as you were. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. I like them. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to solidify himself as this. This could be the season that he he puts his name up there with, uh, you know, underneath Patrick Mahomes and up there with Burrow and Allen. I think this could be the year where he kind of ups his game and earns that that league wide respect. I think his team needs him to be that guy. <laughs> Finally, you know, everybody said he was the next coming, and he really hasn't performed. He also had a pretty bad yeah. start with. Uh, he, he had with... <laughs> one of the just worst rookie seasons you could possibly have through no fault of his own. Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer was <laughs> was his head coach, and yeah. we all know how that, that ended. Yeah. So last year was he really has, kind of his I mean, unofficial rookie year. Sure, and he is. I think he is great. He can be very, very good. Um, I don't. Did you mention Travis Atien? That guy is next level. I had him on fantasy, and the <laughs> dude is like, just gained so many yards. That yeah. guy is super good. A touchdown machine, from what I remember. And yeah, the rest of that offense, as you mentioned, uh, those receivers and Evan Ingram, yeah, that's... You don't have much excuse if you're Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what his offensive line situation is going to be, but uh, I really like Doug Peterson. I've always liked him. And... They pulled off, like you said, I mean, just to make the playoffs, win that division, weak division, but uh, the dude is clearly a Super Bowl champion, and he has a really good QB, yeah. so they could, they could be yeah, sneaky. Yeah, I, I like them. They're, they're, my pick in the, they're my pick in the South, um, because I, I think, you know, you have Tennessee, who are kind of, they're kind of on the, the sunset of their dominance. Uh, I think... I Ryan Tannehill was considerably less effective than he was in previous years. Um, I've I loved that when Tennessee got him, and because uh, he was with Miami, Miami kind of moved on from him after his injury, and he came in. He's been a serviceable serviceable QB. You know, not going to make a lot of mistakes. They drafted Will Levis this season out of uh, Kentucky, so he's potentially the next guy in line there. They still have Derrick Henry, though, and Derrick Henry is, in my opinion, the only running back in the league that is that guy, you know, <laughs> where he's super important to have a guy like him around. And But that being said, and I've really said this for the last couple of years, but I think this might be the year where that Derrick Henry dominance in that production kind of drops off because, you know, he had a significant injury last year and 
that he he missed some time with and he's not getting any younger and his body's just been beat up for years so i'll let you talk about this but they just signed deandre hopkins a couple days ago yeah that was interesting of course Chiefs fans are wanting him and yeah that is obviously the aj brown replacement uh terrible that they got rid of him they they have been getting so much you know pushback from the fans um non-fans of like what was that trade about yeah. uh i don't know <laughs> i think aj brown is in a league of his own the last couple seasons again had him in fantasy a couple years and the guy would watch his games and i'm like this guy is insane the catches he makes throw it up corner the end zone he's gonna come down with it um so yeah you pick up hopkins hoping you know that'll at least give you again weak division that's i think the that's the what that signing means they're like hey we can beat the jags if we could pick up this guy, Tannehill has a good season. Derrick Henry has a good season. He can be himself or maybe even a percentage of himself. I think you're correct. He probably will finally have a drop-off. People have been saying it for probably a couple of years, and he's still that guy, you know? And I don't know. Well, we shall see. But I, I think he, Derrick Henry can, yeah, still truck people like he's always done and maybe the the rest of the team can make it to where he doesn't have to carry the entire team and he might get a little <laughs> rest and save himself for the playoffs yeah. okay moving on moving on to kind of we'll, we'll kind of talk about the the colts and the texans together because they think they're kind of both in that same same phase as franchises, they both have new head coaches. Colts brought in some someone. They brought in, uh, oh my goodness, what is his name? Shane, Shane Steichen. Steichen. There we go. <laughs> Blinked. <laughs> and uh, Houston brought in D'Amico Ryans. So they both got new quarterbacks. So they're both in rebuild modes. Not a whole lot of expectations from them. Actually, if you look at the depth chart, Gardner Minshew is QB1 in Indianapolis right now. So <laughs> I like Gardner Minshew. I think he's fun, but I, I'm not sure he's a starter <laughs> in the league. But Probably Indianapolis not. Colts, I actually feel bad for... I honestly feel bad for them. I feel bad for their fans because they have been just trying to pick up the pieces from the kind of surprise retirement from Andrew Luck. And they've just never, they just haven't, they haven't recovered yet. They're still just kind of stuck in this weird spot as a franchise. They've brought in Philip Rivers. They've tried Matt Ryan. They've tried different Carson Wentz. <laughs> tried, yeah, tried, <laughs> oh, uh, tried that. different things. And I, they're still in a very odd spot at, at quarterback. And I think it's going to be a yeah. long season. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson, fourth pick overall. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss is your running backs. And then, yeah, we'll just see as a rookie QB, because I, I really don't think yeah. Minshew is going to be starting I, I would, any games. I was going to say, how many games 
How long does it take before Anthony Richardson is the starter? Do, do, is it week one or is it by week five? <laughs> he, he's the starter. That's, I, I don't know. As far as, yeah, he's a fourth round or the fourth overall pick. I see him with how bad they've been. Why would you not just, especially after training, um, training camp, it's most more often than not, that's going to be the case where you're, you're going to start the, the young gun and put him in whether or not, you know, you probably should. It's like, you really have nothing else to lose. Get the dude some reps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Let him go out there, figure out the NFL, let him fail, let him, Get his feet under him, and maybe you know, maybe he goes out there and he balls out, and you're like, "Oh, okay, we got something here." Uh, yeah, and and again, right. we could we could just almost copy and paste what we said about the Colts and insert it into the Houston Texans because they just drafted C.J. Stroud to be their next quarterback of their franchise. I don't know why they didn't want to go with Davis Mills. But again, yeah, <laughs> please not. Very similar situation. Not not a ton to be excited about this year. But you can kind of see maybe there maybe there's going to be light at, light at the end of the tunnel because they kind of have some quarterback trauma as well as the same way the Colts did because they had they had their guy with Deshaun Watson, mm. and I am not going to revisit kind of what happened there, but. You know, they they had their guy that they thought they would have for 15, 20 years and things happened and he's moved on to uh, other things and the Houston Texans are having to restart. Now, it wasn't all because of the Deshaun Watson incident. There was a, there was some incompetence with the front office and some of the coaching staff. Yeah. So. But I think D'Amico Ryan's he was great with San Francisco and I think I think he has a good opportunity to be successful in the league if you give him a, some time to get his feet under him and get this this team and this roster playing together yeah I think they're a way weaker roster yeah. <laughs> overall <clears throat> and they they have a lot they they have like a lot to catch up on essentially because they have had a lot of drama, as you said, in the front office. I think that's really what contributes the most to their failures. Um, is just that, and once until they figure that stuff out, because even the last couple seasons, the the last head coach they had, they hired for one season, and then I, they hit, pushed him out the door. It's they've like, done what that are you two doing? seasons in a row. It was David David Coley and yeah. Lovey Smith, both one and done. Both one and done coaches, and it made right. no sense. Like, why? Why hire a guy knowing that you're not going to keep him? That makes that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't like how they handled any of that, and I think that's the key to their success. Once they figure out that stuff, which who knows when those people will be out of the building, if it's ownership or what. But honestly, I think that will decide their kind of fate yeah. for the future. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, for me, this is Jacksonville's division to lose. I could see the tech, the excuse me, the Titans being annoying, but I don't really. They're not. They're not the one seed that they were two years ago. 
So that's the South. Set up North. Talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has solidified himself as second best QB in the league. I think he's surpassed Josh Allen. You could make an argument that Jalen Hurts is above him, and I'd listen to it. But Joe Burrow is fantastic. He's one of he's he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. He just kind of goes out there, does his thing, and he gets the results. He's thrown to Jamar Chase, who is again possibly one of the best wide receivers in the game. T. Higgins <laughs> and Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon. Yep. Their offense is stacked. You're not wrong. Joe Burrow. It would be pretty tough. That I do think Jalen's got him. Possibly. I don't know. Burrow's been there a little longer, but yeah, he also has better receivers or more of them, probably. Yeah, Jamar Chase is anytime they play the Chiefs, I'm just like, these guys are so annoying. They just don't <laughs> stop. They always somehow get the first down. You know, <laughs> they just make these ridiculous plays and they're just on the level with each other. They just know it's like Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. If if any team, any team really kind of scares me in the AFC as a Chiefs fan, it's it's Cincinnati. Listen, Cincinnati mm-hmm. beat them three out of four times, two out of three times, three out of four times. I, I don't know. So. They beat them a lot, and it was getting on my nerves. Yeah, <laughs> met in the AFC title game the first year. And Cincinnati won that, ultimately lost to the Rams. And then Cincinnati took out Buffalo in the division round last season. I think that game was personal. I think they felt kind of overlooked and disrespected by the league because you had the whole of the Chiefs and Bengals, or if the Chiefs and Bills rather meet in the AFC title game, it's going to be a a neutral site, which never made sense to me. Should have the the Bills and Bengals game should have been the one at a neutral site if any of them were because they were the ones that were right. impacted by the DeMar Hamlin situation anyway. I don't know how the Chiefs got roped into that, but I think that was a ploy to make the Bills feel better about themselves. And fortunately, we did mm-hmm. not have to see that scenario play out. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals took the Chiefs down to the last play basically, and Chiefs were able to overcome that and win their in the Super Bowl. But, again, with all that being said, the Bengals are scary, and they're going to be scary for a long time. They're going to have some decisions to make with their wide receivers here next year. So, and they're obviously, they're, they're not letting Chase get away. I don't know if they'll be able to keep T. Higgins, but they're scary good. Move it on to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Tyler? Yes. Lamar Jackson signed a new deal with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he was his own agent, so which is actually really cool. But mm-hmm. I think that is 
part of why it took him forever to sign the deal that he got, but it worked out. I think he is clearly better when he is healthy and, or excuse me, the Ravens are better when he is healthy and on the roster. I think I would have made an argument last season, at least that healthy, healthy Baltimore Ravens or healthy Lamar Jackson, rather in Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the wild card round, because I don't think Cincinnati played great and they were just missing quarterback play and Tyler Huntley, unfortunately made a goofy choice and I believe it was Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati that had the 99 yard scoop and score. Wow. I forgot about that. That was actually strangely close game that Cincinnati probably should have lost. Oddly enough. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is back. And again, Baltimore, they're, they're similar to how I feel about Miami and Miami's success. I think kind of is contingent on Tua's health. And I think Baltimore's success is also going to depend on whether or not Lamar Jackson's going to stay healthy, brought in Odell Beckham jr. To catch some passes from him, but Odell Beckham jr. Coming off of a significant injury. Hasn't played in over a year. Again, how effective are you after not playing for a year? Lamar Jackson seems to think he's going to throw for 6,000 yards. That is absolutely insane for anybody to say, because that would beat Peyton Manning's record, and it wouldn't even be close. I mean, I don't think he's even came close to that in a single season. (laughs) Anybody talks about Lamar Jackson, who's kind of a hater. They always call him a running back. <laughs> I don't see this dude throwing 6,000 in his lifetime. Yeah, well, you said it with Odell Beckham. I don't see him making a huge comeback. Him and, you know, and that also comes back to, like, if him and Lamar Jackson, you know, work together as well. You know, we'll talk about it in the NFC, but... I think Robert Woods in LA was supposed to be this huge thing and he didn't, he could barely catch any passes. You know, you really never know with these guys coming into a new team, especially Odell Beckham a year off. That's a big maybe for me. And I don't know. They, you know, the Ravens always somehow stick around to me. I don't think Jackson's clearly really good, but. They just have such a strange game plan all the time. They're just always on the edge of like losing every game, it seems. Yeah. You know? And I they have these great players though, like J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards as your RBs. And again, Jackson's really good QB. Like they should be I way more successful. I actually thought that their defense was a lot of their problem last season. Okay. They blew a lot of leads. But to to kind of answer your question from earlier, Lamar Jackson's career high in passing yards was his MVP season in twenty nineteen. 3,127 yards. So he would have to double. You'd have to double what <laughs> exactly. he has. I don't know where he's grabbing yeah, 6,000 from. He would have to double. And he has not, I don't, he's not been healthy for a full season in like three years. So I think your goal should be right. play 17 games. That, that's, that's what you 
to do this season. Yeah, that's a good starting point. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget before we get out of here. You know, Mark Andrews, that guy is so good. He annoys the crap out of me when he plays the Chiefs because mm-hmm. he's kind of a whiner. Like he, he seems like he gets, uh, you know, things get to him, and he gets really pissed off on the field, and but he still just makes play after play. When they actually throw it to him, sometimes I'm like, why? What are we not throwing it to Mark Andrews in the red zone for? Like he's your guy. Like go to him, and they don't, and they're they're kicking field goals and things. It's I don't know. But yeah, Andrews is a huge weapon for them. Yeah. That's Baltimore. Baltimore, man. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting. Everything's, their success again is just going to run through the health of Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickettsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe in Kenny Pickett? Sure. I'll tell I you. I believe, I believe in Mike Tomlin. That's who I believe in. <laughs> okay. I like Mike Tomlin. I think we all one of the best head yeah. coaches ever. Sure. Never had a losing season. I don't think that Pittsburgh is a playoff team, but history is going to tell us that they're going to be pesky. They're going to be around. Kenny Pickett's coming into his second year. I'll be honest with you. I didn't get a ton of opportunities to see him play last year. So I will be making a point to see some more, some more Steelers games. Right there with you. But yeah, they have Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson. I didn't realize they signed Allen Robinson. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, we'll have we'll have uh we'll we'll have to pay attention to them this a little more this season. Yeah, they they can be dangerous in their own division. They seem to pick off, and again, that probably is because of Mike Tomlin for the most part. But he seems to pick off the Ravens and the Bengals when they least yeah. want them to. <laughs> so he always makes that yeah you know, and, interesting. And as far as else. division games go, AFC North games are just. They're different mm. when those when those teams yeah, when those teams get sure. together. So, yeah. Lastly, we'll get we'll get out of here on on this one. Cleveland Browns. This is really Deshaun Watson's first full season in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I I don't really take too much into into last season. Uh, I think last season was about shaking off the rust. He hadn't played for, what was it, a year and a half, two years? So before that, Deshaun Watson was one of the more well-respected quarterbacks in the league and more successful quarterbacks. So I think this is going to be a season to see if Deshaun Watson still has it and if he can can make the Browns uh, a team to watch in the AFC. And I think if he, if he comes out and he is Deshaun Watson of old, 
do we have to reevaluate the AFC North? Yeah, I don't know what they would do. I I I don't think he's could possibly not come back from all this. I have a lot of of opinions on the man. <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah, like I, him. I, I'm, I'm we're a, not going to get into that. Yes, but Deshaun Watson, the person, sure. You know, let's talk about the football right, player. and it's like, well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, they're fine with it. Their fans are apparently fine with it, and they're kind of stuck with him. And now I really don't like the the money they paid for him, especially after all the time it's off. The guaranteed, but that's the, the choice they made. Money. Yeah. Doesn't right? make sense. And they're the Browns, and they've they've never really set themselves up for success. Um, I mean, they do have Nick Chubb, who is insane. Um, you know, got some wide receivers there for him to throw to, but yeah, it really comes down to like, let's see, you know, what Deshaun Watson is going to be. Can he get out of two years off? He played seven games, I think, last year. Or miss seven, and you know, is there a way for him to kind of gel with his team? Um, Kevin Stefanski, I don't know. He seems like he can, you know, be a good coach and play caller. He kind of makes excuses, I think, for his team and Deshaun Watson last year when I was paying attention. I don't know. I think they're still kind of a mess, but. I think they could also be decent, but I, I really, I really don't see them making any kind of splash in that division. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. This this season for me is it's it's an evaluation year at quarterback for them. Is Deshaun Watson right. can Deshaun Watson be the guy? Cleveland again, again. Yeah. He can. He absolutely was like one of the best. Yeah. So that is the AFC. Next time we'll get into the NFC and give you everything you need to know to get prepared for the upcoming season. He's Tyler Mallon. I'm Brandon Johnson. This is the football kingdom podcast.